morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, it is what we do. The website at allamericangold.com, allamericangold.com. Make sure you make that part of your daily routine. And today is the day where we have, uh, obviously the markets are closed today uh, in the remembrance of George Bush Sr. And I'll just say this, listen, it's fine. You know, he he was, I liked him, you know, and I I liked him for for different reasons, but I, I I will say that I find it interesting that this has happened because I, you know, what I don't know. Maybe it does happen, and and I just don't know. It's not, uh, I guess, that often. Um, president, former presidents, past, but uh, you know, he was a one-term president. He was a, uh, uh, you know, wasn't that all that popular of a president, if you will. A lot of people thought he was. I think wimp is what came to to mind the most um i i don't know i i, I just uh, maybe that's just how it is and from here on out when a a former president uh passes this is what we're gonna do um but anyway this is why all the markets are closed well i shouldn't say all all the u.s markets are are closed uh, today. Today, though, I told you we're going to take time, and there's several announcements I, I need to make. Uh, the first one, I will be in Colorado next week. I will be there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it may be depending on how uh, busy it is, I may be there Saturday. But I will be at the radio station Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, possibly even Saturday. For all of you, listen, you want to come in and just say hello, I'm there. If you want to come in and do business, I'm there. Obviously, we've got the office up there. Jason's already up there. Uh, there the, the only thing that I will ask of you is call ahead before you show up. There are some places I am going to be going. So uh, there will be time when I'm actually not in the building. Uh, but I will be, I, I will be there uh, most of the time. So I'd hate for you to show up at a time unannounced and realize uh, that I was going to be out of the out of the facility because uh, there are some uh, clients that I'm going to be meeting with uh, while while I'm there. Uh, but I will be in Johnstown at the radio station Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week. 
Well, I am up there. We will still be doing shows, uh, live shows in Phoenix and in Colorado. Uh, we may have another announcement to be made when I'm up there. But but for right now, I will be in Johnstown at the radio station Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. Yesterday, I told you that we were going to spend today talking about our money and as it pertains to the bank, as it pertains to cash, as it pertains to safety deposit boxes. We will also delve into a little bit today as well, 401Ks and IRAs. The reason that this is occurring today just so happened, number one, the markets were closed. I got a call from our bank late Monday afternoon. The call came from uh, the branch manager of uh, the bank that, that I bank with. He's been uh, my banker, if you will, the company's banker, uh, since I took over. Matter of fact, Eric uses them as well in his in his other endeavor. When we were when we left Chase, a lot of people, a lot of you may may not remember, we used to bank at Chase. We left Chase because Chase Bank really didn't want us as a customer anymore. They didn't want gold dealers, didn't want pawn shop owners, didn't want check cashing places. And then we, I, we, we had moved to Bank of America. We left Bank of America for a, a, a couple of different reasons. One of them being uh, their policy on accepting third-party checks. Which, of course, all of you now know we don't do that any longer. Uh, we have been facing now uh, well over a decade of continual regulation and continual, uh, how would I say, suggestion of eliminating cash. We're going to talk about that next. 800-951-0592. You know, as we've watched this, and we, we've seen uh, death spiral out of control, we've seen central banks seemingly ignore hundreds of years of economic philosophy. And if you want to believe them, they were created, allegedly, to um, provide stability and to give confidence to the banks and the banking sector to make you feel good about putting your money in the bank. 
see, really what they wanted is, is bankers hate it. Hate it. That you may not put your money in the bank. Because they couldn't lend it out if you didn't. Right? And they they hated competition from other banks almost as much. And they wanted to get as much money as possible into the bank. Well, one of the problems that they had, especially, you know, going back before they created the Federal Reserve, banks would go under. You'd wake up one day, you go to the bank, and it'd be closed. Why? Because, well, we, we made a bunch of bad loans. And they, they, the people that owed the loans didn't pay it. And so they thought, you know what? We come up with this central bank. We can prevent that from happening, right? Or so the thought goes. And, and more money, people put their money in there, and we can loan it out. We can make a bunch of money and so on and so forth. And listen, uh, I, I re- a lot more to it than that, but I want to kind of lay the groundwork, if you will. And then they hated the fact that the money was gold or backed by gold because then they couldn't just increase money supply. In other words, look at the financial crisis. The Federal Reserve wouldn't have been able to print up trillions of dollars out of thin air and buy all of these bad loans from the bank. And, of course, they created things like FDIC insurance to make you feel good. It's not worth the money. You know, that insurance, by the way, isn't worth what it's printed on. But that's okay. Lately, we've seen these banks starting to come after small businesses. We've seen how many stories, we've heard the story of people getting their money confiscated on traffic stops, on uh, deposits being made, all kinds of different things. We used to brag right here Eric all the time about we didn't care how you paid. Right? Cash, check, bank wire, credit card, third party checks from Guam. I don't know why he picked Guam, but that was his thing. And then 9-11 happened. And they came out with this Patriot Act. Which I'm telling you right now between the Patriot Act and the Too Big to Fail, a.k.a. Dodd-Frank, two of the biggest pieces of legislation taking away liberty and freedom that the United States has ever seen. Now, you don't hear people saying that. They'll tell you how great it is. What are you talking about? I mean, Don Frank, too big to fail. We saved everybody. The Patriot Act. I mean, people flew planes into buildings. 
and we can say, well, you know, it hasn't happened again. Right? So the story, of course, we've had different acts of terrorism. And for some reason, inside of these pieces of legislation had a lot to do with cash. Some of it had a lot to do with gold. Last time I checked, stockpiles of cash weren't involved in 9-11. Stockpiles of gold weren't involved in 9-11. You know, and it's interesting on, on, on George, uh, George Bush Sr., you know, everything's closed today. I don't need to tell you about their ties to the Saudi family. But that's a whole different, you know, that, that's a different show. I'm getting sidetracked. So the first thing that happened after the Patriot Act passed, started hearing a lot about this $10,000 thing. Can't use more than $10,000 in cash to buy gold. If you do, I got a nice little form for you to fill out. They started talking about money laundering. And again, as far as I know, none of that was involved either. <laughs> Listen, they came in here and, and uh, all of it, you know, literally on the up and up, and of course they overstayed their visas and did all that stuff, right? It was, it was so easy to do, it was incredible. Right, the fact that even the FBI said, "Hey, you know, kind of weird." We got all these Saudis taking these flying lessons. <laughs> but anyway, we gotta go after the money. And I have, matter of fact, right now, sitting today, our Arlene's working today. Right behind her is our anti-money laundering uh, handbook and forms and the like. And just so you know, and I want to be clear because there's confusion about this law, and I want to clarify. You can buy as much gold and silver as you like. If you write a check, if you send me a bank wire, if you put it on your credit card, this only applies when you're coming in with $100 bills, $20, you know, with cash. Right? Which, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. So I can buy it, but the money that you created, you're telling me that part I can't use, right? You say I can, right? It's for all debt, but if I use too much of it, you get upset, right? And they use uh, words like uh, terrorist, money laundering, 
criminal organization, right? All the drug dealers, and let's not forget counterfeiters as well, right? Throw those in there for good measure. And 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 it started with that. Then a few years go by, and all of a sudden third-party checks becomes an issue. And we didn't do a lot of third-party checks, I'll be honest. But we did some. 90% of them was, uh, here's a check from Charles Schwab, or here's a check from Fidelity, or here's a check from an insurance company, right? Things of that, 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 that's predominantly what they were. You know, when you used to write pay to the order of on the back of the check. The last one we took, and, and I can't even tell you now how many years ago it was, at least five, at least five, I think, I got run through the ringer by Bank of America. They sent demand letters to my business, and not just one. I want to say three different letters, one a day, three straight days in a row, telling me that I had seven working days to complete this packet and if I did not have it completed and submitted that all of my accounts were going to be frozen and the packet was it was ridiculous I mean eight or ten different questions asking me if I'm a check cashing company but I don't even know what the regulations are for that and, and all this nefarious stuff and all, I mean, it was, it really was ridiculous. When I submitted the paperwork, the bank informed me that they now had a policy in place that unless I was a check cashing company, which I would have to file a whole different set of guidelines, that I would no longer be able, they would no longer accept third-party checks. So we, we, now, we now have the anti-money laundering program, right, the $10,000 cash. We then get the third-party check program. Then a couple of years after that, a customer sends me a copy of a letter that they had received from Chase Bank about their safety deposit boxes. By the way, over the next six to nine months, 
uh, my, my bank also sent a letter. Very similar. Seems like, I don't know, one, one of the big banks starts it and, and, and everyone follows suit. And inside that letter, matter of fact, we actually, I remember, we posted it on our website and everything. And, and, and I wish I had done better I, in the future. I'm going to save all of these things because it's going to be something where uh, it would be nice to put them back up there for everybody to read. It said that you could no longer have cash and or precious metals stored in your safety deposit boxes. And and they they uh you know came out and they talked about why it was. Right? They talk about well, you know, first of all, if you're just so safety deposit boxes in general are not insured by the bank. So if the bank went under that money is not FDIC insured. Uh, if it burnt to the ground, if it blew up, right, none of it's insured. You know, that, that's just something you need to know. And I'll tell you what happened a couple of days ago next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. More than 38 million ballots were cast before Election Day on November 6th even arrived this year, shattering the midterm election record for early voting. That was nearly double the level of early voting in the last midterm election in 2014. But few people genuinely benefit from the early voting fad except political machines and the better-funded candidates. This means early voting boosted only the Democrats, who held an enormous fundraising advantage this year, along with their political machines that have long dominated cities like Chicago and others across the country. In traditionally red states of Texas and Florida, early voting causes many races there to be decided prior to Election Day. Both states now have extensive early voting, and as a result, both were targeted by massive cash for Democrats this election cycle. The influx of tens of millions of dollars by liberals to fund Beto O'Rourke in his campaign for the U.S. Senate in Texas baffled some, but not those familiar with the circus of extended early voting that is allowed in the Lone Star State. By herding traditional Democratic constituents to the polls during the two-week period of early voting, well-funded Democrats in Texas have the hope of winning elections in that otherwise conservative state. In Texas, early voting increased everywhere, but particularly skyrocketed in heavily Democratic areas such as Austin and Dallas. Likewise, in the other large red state of Florida, more than 5 million votes were cast early. That was 38.4% of the entire Florida electorate, and more than the number that voted on Election Day. This means that the candidate who raises the most money is more likely to win in elections decided by expensive early voting efforts. A record 40,000 ballots were cast in Miami-Dade County two days before Election Day, giving a lead to Democrats in overall ballots cast early. Meanwhile, independent voters are shut out of the early voting gamesmanship and become less significant, particularly in non-presidential elections. Don't be fooled. 
early voting only succeeds in boosting Democrat political machines, not in bettering the election access for voters. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. We're talking about the end of cash. By the way, uh, we are putting together some special programming uh, that will be running over the Christmas holiday uh, pertaining to all of this in much greater detail. Uh, and we'll make announcements about that. We'll have it up on our website. Uh, but but what I'm trying to do is, is show you the progression of the war. It's coming to an end. It's coming to an end, and and it's going to be replaced. We all think it's going to be some digital form of money. But remember my story about third-party checks. It seemingly happened overnight. It probably didn't. But like I said, we didn't do a lot of third-party checks. And when we put one in, got run through the ringer, got my, my livelihood threatened, and uh, then got told, hey, you can't do it anymore. And that was it. It was over. For all of you that have cash outside of the bank, you better get ready. Am I telling you this is happening next week? I'm not. I don't know. It could. Uh, if I, if you wanted me to, to put a date on it, then you got less than 10 years. Five to ten. That, that's my guess. It may be less. So then uh, they, they talk about safety deposit boxes, right? And these, you know, $10,000, no third-party check. Safety deposit boxes. Can't put it in there anymore, right? They want it in the bank. About 4.30 Monday afternoon, I receive a call from our banker and he's informed me that uh, the, the that the bank had sent him a quote unquote request and the that I had to answer some questions for him and I said, okay. And he said, from April to November, you have had a significant increase in the amount of cash you've been depositing. And said, 
you know, you your company you deposit hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Now, I also deposit millions and tens of millions of dollars in bank wires, credit cards, and checks. But they wanted to know why. And I kind of laughed. Like I said, this guy is our banker. He already knew why. We opened up our office in Colorado. Right? So now we've got an office in Phoenix and an office in Colorado. And believe it or not, I know. It's crazy. But some people would prefer that nobody knows that they've bought precious metal. And it's baffling to people. And he says, well, why? And I told him, the guy's name is Jeff. By the way, great guy. Matter of fact, I would tell you if you needed a bank, go see this guy. Because I, I, I adore him. And I said to him, Jeff, do you know that 90% of all robberies are committed by people you know? Right? And if people know that you have gold and silver, right? You know, hey, there's a chance that they could rob you. I know. Crazy. They want to be what? Extra cautious. What's wrong with that? I know a lot of people out there don't care. Right? I see them with their phones and paying electronically and this, that. Right? They love it. Great. There's other people that, you know what, I want to be a little more careful. I'm in a small town. Everybody at the bank knows who I am. And if they see canceled checks to Patriots, I know, shockingly, right, a lot of people listen to this show. (laughs) A lot of people know who we are. They'll know I'm buying gold. And I don't want them to know. And and so he's he, he's typing the the answers while we're on the phone. And I said to him, Jeff, where are we going here? I said it seems like every year or two we get another hurdle we got to jump over. Right, and I told him, I said, I got my anti-money laundering for, uh, portfolio, and and uh, I go, we're not breaking any law. Last time I checked, I thought banks liked it when you deposited money into the bank. Apparently now, they like it a little less if it's not the right way. 
I told him, I said, you now actually, I actually get, most people don't know, I actually get charged. They charge me to put cash in the bank. Because it takes longer. Well, I got to count it. And I said, how much longer until you say to me, you're not taking cash anymore? And there was a silence there. I don't have any control over that. And he doesn't. He's just the right, you know, he has no control. But there's something called the Bank Secrecy Act. It was created in 1970. Its official title is Currency and Foreign Transporting Retirement or uh, Reporting Act. I'm going to tell you about that act, how it started, how they changed it, and what they told me I need to do. So I received this call Monday afternoon. You know, you think about it. You go into the bank, hey, I'm going to be depositing millions of dollars into your bank. You know, some of it's going to be in cash. Not a lot. You know, not a lot. Percentage-wise, not a lot at all. And yet, here they are, calling me up on my phone. Saying, hey, you know, our, our... our bank has some questions for you. Now, the original law was signed uh, in 1970 by Richard Nixon. Shortly after it passed, several groups attempted to have the, the courts rule the law unconstitutional claiming it violated the Fourth Amendment right against unwarranted search and seizure and the Fifth Amendment right to to due process. What the law was originally written for was you know that the guy coming into the bank had gotten this money by ill-gotten means. It didn't even matter. didn't even pertain necessarily to cash deposited. Right? In other words, a guy came in week after week with duffel bags full of money that smelled like weed. Probably not his less damn. you got to remember, this was the 70s. And you knew he was a money lawyer, you know, kind of what uh, Deutsche Bank's in trouble for now. Knowingly helping people money la- launder money. And you were supposed to, hey, this guy's doing something illegal. We needed and notified the government. That was what was that was what the law was intended for. No one actually did anything. Right, and they said the law pretty much was on the books, but really, no one really, you know, very rarely did anything ever happen. Right up until the Patriot Act, specifically Title Three of the Patriot Act, 
that amendment required financial institutions to establish anti-money laundering programs by establishing internal policies, procedures, and controls, designating compliance officers, providing ongoing employee training, testing their programs through independent audits, Remember that little anti-money laundering thing I read to you on the air? Very similar, isn't it? Listen, that costs money. It does. They said that the currency transaction report was created. And that transaction report is now saying that if a customer deposits more than $10,000 in cash in one business day, regardless of whether it was one transaction or several, that the bank needs to notify the Financial Crime Enforcement Network. In that report is to include the individual's bank account, the number, the name, the address, and the social security number. These are required when the transaction indicates behavior to design to elude or any other specific, uh, suspicious activity, including somewhat or more detailed information and usually include investigation efforts on part of the financial institution to assess the validity of the nature of the transaction. It's called a suspicious activity report. We've been in business for 23 years. Do you know how many complaints have been filed against Patriot Trading Group with the Better Business Bureau in 23 years? Zero. Not a single one. Monday at 4.30, I was told that they were filling out the currency transaction report because of Patriot Trading Group. Uh, I apologize, by the way. I just got this note. We had uh, the we had a the transmitter was down in Colorado. The show dropped uh, has picked back up. Hopefully, you'll be able to get it on uh, the replay. And don't worry. We're going to have a big thing over the holidays going into a lot greater detail. 
I just wanted to give you context. They took a law from the 70s, and they've been adding to it ever since. The, the, the bank then asked me questions about bank wires. I'll tell you that next. 800-951-0592. Um, tomorrow I'll have my Silver Eagle announcement. I thought I was going to get to today. I'm not going to be able to. So, after I explained to him why our cash deposits went up, and I said to him, I said, you know, our sales have gone up a whole bunch. Don't seem to be caring about that. Right? And I said to him, I said, you know what? I don't think our percentage has changed as far as, you know, 95, 6, 7% of our businesses in ways they like. But nonetheless, here we are. And so he says to me, you need to start strongly recommending to your customers that they stop paying in cash. And then he said, I now need to ask you about bank wires. And I said, what? He goes, I, it's on here, i got to add, okay. And he started naming my suppliers. I'm like, yeah, they're my supplier. They're my supplier. Talked about, uh, asked about Gold Star, and I told him about Gold, you know, that's the IRA people. Yeah, you know, we, we send wires. Actually asked about a couple of customer wires. And I said, well, yeah, they sold gold, and they asked for a bank wire instead of a check. I don't know why he needs it. I even asked him, why Why would you need that? And, and he didn't even know. He goes, it's just on this report, and, I, and I've got to fill it out. And, and then he he says to me, You know, you you deposit, but but you never go over ten thousand dollars when you deposit this cash. And I said, yeah, because that's what you guys told us to do. And he and and he says, well, can you explain? That? I said, yes. The teller said, hey, don't deposit that much money, because then we got to fill out this form, <laughs> and they didn't want to fill out the form. And and. and so now, and I said, and listen, by the way, most times it's not that much. You know, we we don't allow you to, to pay it more than ten grand, so you know it's going to be less. He actually asked me if I would wait. And make deposits that exceed ten thousand dollars. In other words, you know, 
wait, wait to pull up the money. So I would automatically have to fill out these forms. This is what he's telling me he wanted me to do. And I said, you know, I'll try, but hey, listen, if I don't, you know, I may get a guy that comes in and does four or five grand. I may not have another guy come in for, you know, a week to do more. I didn't get to the last part. I apologize. Sometimes I take I take too long. But again, here's the thing. They wanted me to feel like a criminal. And they're trying to force their way into getting me to say, you know what? I'm just not going to take cash anymore. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm sure we'll talk more about this again tomorrow. Thank you.